Welcome to Nerd Check. Come hang out and experience the exaggerated swagger of two black nerds. I am Moose, your friendly neighborhood super goat, or the super goat. Oh, hi, I'm Adam. I knew that we were doing an intro. I, my name's Adam, or Mr. Adam, and that's uh, who I am. That's my superhero name in this situation. Well, we're very happy to have y'all here with us today. Here at NerdCheck, we're going to be talking about just everything nerdy that we can find, pop culture, uh, things that come up throughout the week, be it comic books, superheroes, TTRPGs, all the things that we are talking about in our spheres and in our groups and things like that, and just have them out in the world and just talk about stuff with you all. We're also going to have uh, segments where we get to talk to you all about about your hot takes, so throw them in over at nerdcheckpod at gmail.com, and uh, that's mm-hmm. kind of what we brought up our name. You know, We'll give you our little nerd check about how we feel things are going, how things are cooling and chilling uh and with that adam what do you have for me today okay so um, well, i'm not gonna i'm gonna start this off like just blatant as 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 i can we recorded and it failed <laughs> so we <laughs> like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie to the audience like we started recording and it failed like we were we were halfway through we had to so the the topic that i had brought up was the spider-man 2 trailer video game dropping and like moose and i were talking about the fact of like how amazing it looks and how amazing the world that insomnia built but i have right. a different quest que- question to posit you moose yes because there's a lot of diversity in the spider-man universe and the different right. spider-men that we can have if you right. got to add like i don't know how diverse you are with like the different spider-man knowledge if you could yeah. add another spider character in who would mm. it be because, like, we're getting Venom in the second game. Here's the mm-hmm. thing. Are, are you talking about, like, pre-existing? Or are you saying, like, if I were to write for Spider-Man and I wrote, like, a new Spider-Man character, what would it be? You know what? Either or. I'll give you an I, either or. So here's the thing, right? I love writing poetry. So me and a friend of mine who was really into Spider-Man, so was able to, like, bring in a lot of the Spider-Man knowledge. And me, who who grew up in Sudan, was raised here, was we worked on a character together called Spider-Zol. Um, Spider-Zol was a what Spider-Man would have been if it had happened in Sudan, right? Like a city that is not New York, right? It's not, uh, we're not sprawling through. This is a character who has like their top off, right? Like the top of their mask. So their Afro can come out at the top, right? Like, and you can see this, this African Spider-Man running through the city and fighting crime in a very different scenario. And we wrote some poems about it and it was a very nice and intriguing prospect. So I think that's what I would like to do is I would like to bring Spider-Zol into the spider person awesome. that that'd be that'd be something neat and, and cool if that were that is i love that yeah. i love that that's amazing like that's oh that's so cool now if i were to bring someone existing though yeah it, it, it's very fun right because yeah. like, like that's the thing I, yeah. I really like spider-man and i really liked miles and i wanted to go in that direction as well in the like hey what would what would i be able to 
if I were to become Spider-Man while I lived home, how would that happen, right? Like, and that's always people's fantasies of, like, what would happen there and trying to just bring that out. Because, like, Sudan doesn't have a lot of skyscrapers, so you wouldn't be able to swing from building to building. So how would you get through it? And, like, making sure that there's, like, concussive blasts, right? Like, things that, like, be able to jump around, like, like jumping spiders and things like that and using using the webs more to, like, like, stop enemies and things like that as opposed to... Uh, as opposed to just love that. transport, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I love but that. But I think it's I'd really like to bring cool. Silk into the MCU. Is if, thank if, you. If that were a case. I love. See, this is why we're this is why we're co-hosts. Because like same brain. Same brain. Because I've been talking about Cindy Moon being in the MCU. Like she already is, which is cool. Like because mm-hmm. like she's one of the background characters in the like in the sh- like the movies, and yeah. I'm like. Yo, if Cindy Moon could just, like, get her featured time, like, I'd love that. Like, give Silk. Mm-hmm. Like, as much as I want Miles in the MCU, I would love Silk to just show up. Uh, mm-hmm. Because Silk is so cool. Silk is I so also, cool. I think I don't want to see Miles just yet, right? Because MCU Spider-Man borrows a lot of beats from the Miles Morales, like, traditional Miles Morales story. And I think something that I would like for them to keep with Miles and Peter is giving giving them that mentorship role right now the the Mm -hmm. peter that we see in the mcu is one that's still being mentored i don't think he has it in him just yet to be a mentor i don't think it's it's not the right time story-wise right so like i'm okay with waiting a few more years before we get a miles morales in there so that way he can get his time and get a, a cool wonderful new revamped story in there but keeping that like mentorship i think would be pretty neat so if they got us a silk yeah. between now and then though like that way silk also silk isn't necessarily like uh, i guess shackled into that especially since if i remember correctly silk was around the same age as peter anyways in the comics like i, I think i think she'd gotten bitten by the same spider she was right young i believe so i can't remember i don't know silk that well but i love silk's okay. character very right. much Right. Um, so I think like, I think it'd be cool, things, and like, like I don't mind like making changes represents. from like comic books, anyway. So like it'd be yeah. cool. So like oh, if they were to bring Silk in, and we have a character, we have a a character in the movies already that is supposed to become eventually Silk from names and and hints like that, right? Like then they have that set up to an extent. So maybe we can get that going, but we'll see. So let me, let me just hit you with an idea here, right? Hit me with a venom. All right. So like we get through Spider-Man uh No Way Home right. and it's and like multiversal journey all this stuff happens and uh like let's just say like Peter finally takes that role like like I'm I'm going to go like full fan like theories here like we have Andrew Garfield we have Tobey Maguire they're both older they're both like right. more wise Spider-Man but Tom Holland goes I know what I'm doing and he takes the leadership role because he's like, I got taught mm. by one of the greatest men. I don't agree with that. I don't like Iron Man personally, but like, not, mm-hmm. not Robert. Dunn. I just Teach don't. Iron yeah. Man's uh, Iron Man's a dick in the comics, and I, it's it's I can't get past it. But like, Fair. Fair. essentially, like it would be awesome if like he's like I got taught by like one of the greatest men that I ever knew. Um, trust me, and he takes the leadership role between like there's there's clearly two adult Spider Men, and it's like this awesome moment of like Peter finally being like, I am Spider-Man. I am confident in who I am. Right. Right. We get end cut scene. Peter finally like gets his portal home, lands back in the New York city that we know and love 
or a new version of New York City where possibly have like the Fantastic Four Tower. Um, Hell yeah. Even though I hate Reed Richards. Um, we get there. He is an ass, yeah. And you know, like that from the first movie where it was like yeah. Spider Man like standing there and like fixing his like his like new suit on and like looking himself in the mirror and may's like what the f-? and then it cuts yeah. what if we got something similar to that where it's like spider-man standing there and then you hear like an um i kind of need some help and he turns around and miles is like full costume standing there like oh. i think i'm in the wrong universe and it's like that's like where we it. end it like, like how cool it. would that be if that's how we got introduced to miles it's like it's rda miles that is established in his universe and like we don't have to do miles this like original story mm-hmm. we just literally are like seeing him appear in the mcu so it's like miles could have like crazy adventures already and he's like i think i'm in the wrong universe you know be like cool i think that would be awesome is if that miles eventually came to our universe and like if there was something along the lines of like yeah my uncle is dead you know wink wink prowler and all that i'd really want to see donald glover i really want to see donald glover in there again it'd be really freaking cool it'd be cool i want to see more of him in the mcu i just love him in general but yeah i would also love like i know this is like a little thing but like a cool nod to the comics is like and a lot of people don't know about this because they found out about like prowler during uh spider-verse yeah was for a little bit in the comics, Peter lost his powers and asked Aaron Davis to be Spider-Man. Like, he was like, hey, you have a suit that can do everything I can do. I will be your eyes and ears like your tech guy. Like, can you be Spider-Man for me? And, like, straight up repainted his suit so it looked exactly like Peter's and was, like, going around New York as Spider-Man. And it was like, that's awesome. Like, Like, that that. would be cool to see. Like, something like that. Or, like, That'd be pretty Even neat. like That'd be the pretty other, neat. the other joke I've been making is because they also said like there's because uh uh what is it Matthew Cox the guy who played Daredevil from the um yeah. Netflix series uh has been confirmed to show up in No Way Home, and neat. like I like one of the things that happens a lot um is like Spider Man will dress up as Daredevil. <laughs> and like to like hide his to, to hide his like, like no no like to hide like his like secret identity and stuff oh, like he'll okay. just like because they'll be like hmm it's weird that like daredevil's around and and like murdoch's not and then like they'll look up at a rooftop and like daredevil's standing there and then we'll like throw the pole off and like swing away <laughs> and it's like and then like they'll like meet up in an alleyway and they'll like trade clothes back but it's like that's like a thing that like happens a lot i was like I think it would be hilarious if we go through like this whole movie of like trying to erase Peter's name and it like he gets back and immediately gets revealed again that he's Peter Parker <laughs> and he's like oh no and then like we see a guy instead like swinging through the streets of New York as Spider-Man and like you're like wait what because like we see like Matt Murdock at the start of the film as like his lawyer and we see him like yeah. swinging through New York and like they're like wait Peter Parker's right there there's no way he's Spider-Man like Spider-Man's swinging by on a web and like takes down like a big bad guy like like it's like how cool to be like takes down like Rhino really quick and it's yeah. just like he's like how did you get my like how did you know and it's like he like takes off the mask and it's Matt Murdock and it's like, like <laughs> and he's like I got you man like and he's like don't that. worry and he's like you're blind he's like don't worry about it like how cool would that be as like oh, a little just like 
That'd be so freaking cool. I would hand I would love to see that. I would love to see that. Also, as we're talking about this, I would like I like how like the Spider-Man movies have just stuck to the home theme and they've just been like mm-hmm. using that. And I love the ridiculous memes of like just it getting more and more convoluted, including like the home. Like next one, it's Spider-Man. He's in my home. Because like yeah. the homies just like Shit, you'll be watching that's, the movie. No, that's a Disney Plus chill, show. With you. <laughs> You're right. That's You're the right. Disney Plus show. Spider-Man in my home. <laughs> exactly. But like Spider-Man, he's in my home. Spider-Man in my like that's <laughs> just a funny cons. I would watch that show. Also, did you see the um did you see the trailer for Hawkeye? Yes. Oh my goodness. Dude. Yes. So good. I so good. It was very neat. I had no interest in the show before the trailer you know just passing interest in that like i was gonna watch it but i wasn't like super excited for it and this was very nice i absolutely want to see that and i want it to become a christmas show in the same way that die hard is a christmas movie i want that yeah that's what everybody's saying yeah that's what everybody's saying it's like yeah it's a christmas show and i'm like dude hell yeah i also like let me just throw this out there uh for our deaf community like so happy so happy they're getting representation like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's clint is canonically deaf in the comics they finally are bringing into the mcu it makes me so happy to see like him having his his implants and like Uh because like one of my favorite facts about clint is that he's deaf because uh it's my favorite Mm -hmm. fact because uh a lot of characters forget that and like uh one of my favorites that never forgets is deadpool um never forgot clint was deaf there's multiple comics where every time he's around Hawkeye, he'll roll his mask up so that he can see his mouth. And then Dang. Deadpool will always face Clint whenever he talks. And there was like a comic where Clint was like, hey, Wade, uh, thanks for remembering. And he's like, yeah, I'd be, an, oh. I'd be like the worst if I forgot. And he's like, a he lot of all the other characters like piece of shit. literally like literally they all forget. Yeah. Like, they'll give orders and they're not looking. And it's like. He's like, uh, also, another thing for like the deaf community that I want to throw out, uh, Angelina Jolie. I don't know. I just heard about this from the Eternal set because, like, I guess yeah. one of the actors is deaf or hearing impaired. I don't know uh, exactly uh-huh. what what the uh, thing is, but they were essentially like facing away from everybody, and uh-huh. they couldn't figure out how to cue them because they needed to, like cue them from when the scene was about to start, so they knew like right. when to turn okay. and like when to interact. And it was like nobody was near them to like touch them and like let them know like hey, it's about to start. Um and they were trying to figure out like different ways to do it and they couldn't like wrap their head around it. And Angelina Jolie like they were talking on set and apparently Angelina Jolie just went just get a laser pen, um shine it on the wall whenever you need to cue her and then we can just that can be edited out in post cuz it's a one dot and i was like that's amazing good job cool good job cool like that's i you know what i mean absolutely and i think that's something that like needs to be done more of right especially on our end like and, and I'm, I'm talking like more able-bodied people like making sure that accommodations don't rest on the shoulders of people who need them right like making sure that this idea doesn't like it's not the person who needs it that has to come up with ideas that they need to like you need to work around it but like all of us need to also be helping them out that's the whole point of things like this Mm -hmm. like making sure that like you have a whole set and crew it's not just one person's 
burden to figure out how to work through this. Everybody else needs to be pitching in, and that, that's something that I appreciate. And and making sure that you know you're not uh, you're not saying that hey, this is not my problem. I'm not gonna worry about it. They should have yeah. found a different career or whatever. You know, like being asked about it, like like things like that. No, you need to help them out and make sure that they are getting the support that they deserve. Yeah. And I, I very much like when I heard about that, I was like, that's, that's awesome. Like, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause like, as like, I know sign a bit of sign and I'm like working on it, but it's like, that's something that I'm like this, like in the world that we live in, like, I think more people need to know sign language, more people need to know, you know, all of that. And like, it's just, it's awesome. It's awesome to see that like type of thing coming to light. Absolutely. Um, I think that show is going to be I think Marvel's. Oh, absolutely. I'm very excited. I think Marvel, like Marvel's just moving in a direction that I'm really enjoying. And I think is, Mm -hmm. is a lot more representative of like the world. Cause like the first phases of movies were obviously like, let's just get these cartoon movies out of here. And like, I'm not trying to make fun of like the first phase. I'm just saying like, they went, what characters are, are popular. Ah, these, these five or these six. Cool. We can make them popular cool go for it and then with their later phases the thing i've noticed is they went let's go for like the more inclusionary choice because like like i'll say it like shang chi is not a popular character but now will be right like it's like iron man wasn't a popular character before the movies like Mm -hmm. i was about to bring this up in that like the first phase of marvel movies was overwhelmingly white it was overwhelmingly mm. white and it, they started adding in more and more right? and there's been a lot of pushback but i think there's something that needs to be worked on more is that like pocs in media are not seen as as profitable uh, having a poc in media is seen as a charity case where they're like all right cool we gave them the representation here you take but a crumb of representation and uh, <laughs> that is that is that's something that like irritates me right and that's like how shang chi was treated as it was coming out as well it was people were saying like it's an experiment and all of that and like that was also to an extent how black panther was 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 pointed out right like they all these movies that turned out absolutely amazing had the burden of if they didn't turn out well, then who knew if they were going to make more POC movies? And that shouldn't be the case. People shouldn't be worried that they're not going to get any more representation if this one representation didn't work out. These movies turned out absolutely wonderful. But in the case that they had not, that shouldn't have been a problem either, right? Like there are plenty of flop movies. Thor's second movie flopped hard. It flopped hardcore. But like he got a third one. He's still an Avenger. Right, and, and I, the third one is one of the best MCU films. It did absolutely. It did a real good turnover. But the the thing is, the burden that POCs have to go through, and POC led movies and projects in general have to go through, is super hard. And I am very interested oh, yeah. to see, especially the fact that like there are not only POCs on the front end, but also on the back end, seeing like the Eternals mm-hmm. direct being directed by POC women is just gonna be cool. I was gonna say uh, also this was lost in our last recording, uh, but I want to say Simu, uh, since you're listening, um, amazing job as Shang Chi. Thank you for bringing Shang Chi to life because like I amazing like you're you're absolutely amazing uh 
listen, come come be on the the podcast and just hang out right. with us and just talk because like Absolutely. that'd be dope. Uh, I think something that I've anyway, seen right like uh, as well of like Simu like what I've seen from the movie so far is that like the dedication of going through all of that practice and training is so mm -hmm. freaking cool like and seeing yeah. what he's had to go through to get to that point that is just absolutely wonderful right and being being that representation for people showing them showing people that like hey this is what i can do and this is this is what movies representing our cultures are like is absolutely wonderful yeah and I, I think, like, one of the things I've I've said since, like, seeing Shang-Chi was, like, and I hate to, like, compare the two, but I'm, like, this is, this is, 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 like, Black Panther, this is, like, what Black Panther did for me, is uh -huh. it, it opened a door that I didn't realize was closed. Uh-huh. And, like, it's not that, like, I had never seen a Black hero before, because there's, there are Black right. heroes, there's not a ton of them, but, like, you know it, it was still like having that having that moment like during black panther of being like that could be me on screen that I could be in this scene literally right i have the cutest story right i when i was in the u.s i used to go to this one barber right and uh to, to this one hairdresser and like her kids would be with her all the time right like every time i would go mm -hmm. they would be there and they would be watching black panther i would go month after month and they would be watching only black panther and every time their mother would ask them to change the movie they would say nah we want to be kings like t'challa and like seeing little yeah. black kids saying that and having faith that they can be whatever they wanted to be in the world was absolutely amazing and absolutely wonderful and heartwarming and people say that like nah representation isn't that big of a deal but like having moments like that giving that to kids is unimaginably wonderful and i think like that's like things like what i grew up with like teen titans and things like that like yeah. having cyborg on screen made me feel more comfortable and made me feel Absolutely. like I cyborg is one of my first examples that I say, like, that's the reason I like cosplay and why I like got into doing Hell all yeah. of this. Cause I was like, that was a character that I could be. And I saw myself in, and I was Hell like, that yeah. could be me in like in that suit. And that right. could be me up on the screen. And like John Stewart, green lantern. I was like, that could be me like that. Like, and it's like, you know, nope. when kids were like, oh, let's play, let's play superheroes. I'm going to be bad. I'm going to be Superman. I'm going to be Batman. I'm going to do this. And I'd be uh -huh. like, I'm going to be Green Lantern. And they're like, well, Green Lantern's like a white suit. It was like, not Jon Stewart. And they were like, oh, yeah, we forgot about Justice League. Oh, we forgot bad. about the like, black guy. It's my bad. But it's like, but it's, it's like, you know, like kids don't think the same way as like adults. And like having those right. moments and having those things on screen of like, you know, representation they matter and like shang chi uh -huh. like i'm gonna be real it was one of those after i saw the movie i was like man i want to be shang chi like that yeah. is awesome like so Hell it's it's yeah. like i'm happy that we live in a world where like the representation is finally getting there and like the fact that we're getting like a show for kamala khan and like, oh my god like favorite, i'm so excited for favorite that superhero but like i mean again like going back to like our childhood there wasn't that many options like nah. we had like again like cyborg teen titans and things like that but uh-huh no absolutely so fun fact the first comic book i owned um 
because like growing up there was no comic books in sudan so like the first physical comic book that i bought was miss marvel number one and is just i absolutely love her so much hands down my favorite character and um like having her as a muslim character and as a muslim superhero in a community and in a world that has treated muslims as the villains for so long was absolutely wonderful and knowing that like hey yeah nah not everybody sees me as the villain you know it's cool it's chill and it was very nice to like keep seeing that wonderful representation that's absolutely wonderful I, I love that i love 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 that i can't wait for her show it's gonna be wonderful we're gonna talk about it a whole lot when it comes out i'm gonna oh, absolutely. Like, talk people's ears off it's gonna be wonderful um absolutely you know the current show that's on though the current marvel show that's on is what if um Mm -hmm. what if series and it's been cool it's been nice i think i don't i haven't been able to pinpoint what i haven't been able to vibe with i think so far is that like a lot of a lot of it is being treated not in the medium that it is being made in if that makes sense like it's not being treated like a voice acting animated show it's being treated like a live Mm. action marvel uh marvel piece and in a lot of the episodes at least um and and that's that's something that i haven't been able to like get around specifically that's why i really liked the doctor strange episode the doctor strange episode where like um and and spoilers here for like some of the marvel what if pieces i haven't watched it yet because i want to like sit down and binge it i'm one of those people hell yeah it's gonna be a really cool binge um but like one of the episodes is what if uh in dr strange's car crash um his uh his his girlfriend was with him right like and she dies if christine dies i did hear about this yeah yeah and and like he ends up destroying the world and like he takes a bunch of time there's two dr strange at some point one of them takes over um to be able to break a fixed point in time he has to absorb a lot of power and while he's absorbing that power the really cool thing is that he absorbs powers from like interdimensional demons and things like that and there's a bunch of different creatures that he absorbs and every time he absorbs one he gains like its characteristics like physically and then he turns back so there's there's moments where dr strange becomes like this big bat creature and there's others where like he gets like snake legs and octopi hands and things like that and it's really freaking cool and would have been really hard to do as a live action show and that in that moment, I really loved the medium for the what if show. Um, I really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that. And it, it it really has been very nice to see a lot of the tributes that they've done to Chadwick Boseman throughout the series, um, especially this last one where um, this latest episode at the very end of it, the watcher says some very heartwarming words and it felt like a, like a, Hey, the, 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 the sentence was something along the lines of heroes never die. They, uh, the work is carried on by those they, they've inspired. Um, and that's awesome. That exactly. It is absolutely wonderful. That's, Granted in yeah. the episode. Yeah. Like in the episode itself, like there's been there, T'Challa has shown up in a few different episodes so far. Um, the last mm-hmm. one was the, the zombies one. So I was glad that wasn't his last outing as black Panther um, because, you know, everybody was dying in that episode. Um, so having this last one with a dignified T'Challa and having having Chadwick 
um, just in a very heartwarming uh, role, ha- heartwarming moments in his role as Black Panther was absolutely wonderful and absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. Um, and I, um, he will be missed. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's he will wonderful be missed. times he will that be he missed. gave us. Yeah. yeah. Um, I definitely like, like I, I, the what if show seems really interesting and I, like I've caught some clips and things like that. And like, I've already also planned some cosplays from it. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it it's definitely like uh, interesting because like I love the what if comic line like because yeah. they posit some interesting questions and like there's one that we'll never get and it makes me like a little sad but essentially uh, it's what if Black Panther was the Ghost Rider? Whoa! Uh, and it's like nice. this version nice. of T'Challa that is like it, essentially like he is not doing great like he is just he is it's it's like one of the worst versions of t'challa he's like not doing good he gets the black panther and they take it away from him they're like you don't deserve this anymore and they give it to shuri but like wakanda's under attack and he's like i gotta do this and he calls mephisto and mephisto shows up and bast shows up at the same time whoa and so uh essentially mephisto's like i'll make you a deal and bast goes I still like he's still mine. You don't get to make deals with him. And uh essentially Mephisto is like, "All right. How about I make him a deal? Yeah. You will still have like your control over T'Challa. I just get a little bit of him." And uh essentially like like yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like mm, "Look at this, like I'm being nice to you." And like <laughs> T'Challa's like, "All right, cool." And he becomes uh, the Ghost Panther. And essentially, Whoa. it's T'Challa. And you're like, oh, where's this motorcycle? Doesn't have a motorcycle. Has a dire panther that is on fire. And it's a dire panther skull, like skeleton. So he rides into battle. It's That's dope. Cool. And his like, skull, like, his, like, because you know, it's like usually like a human skull. His is like mutated to look like the Black Panther helmet almost. Yo, like, but that's his skull. Tight. It's like a Black Panther skull. It's tight, dope. Tight. It's a really dope comic line. I really fucks with that. Um, we get things I, like I mean, that, but yeah, I think I think the what oh, if shows cool. are are really wonderful, and I think that um, I think what I'd like to see more of is just slice of life. I think that's just something that I really yeah. want to see. These characters have gone through the ringer, but like, can I have a moment? Can I have a what if things weren't bad? What if things were good? And I know that like hardships yeah. make heroes and all of that. Like that's what comics harp on. But I would like to see more of the just, nah, they doing good. What well, what if this week Spider-Man didn't have to save the neighborhood? Wow. Yeah. yeah. I think like I think that's one thing in the world of like Marvel and stuff that like we get to see the bad days. Yeah. But yeah. like one thing that I always appreciate, and that's what I've said, it was like I love a a living world. Like a living world is one of the things that I think that that like DC did right with their universe was having oh. characters that are progressing and doing things in the background where like like they did it amazing with Spider-Man and the fact that like Tony Stark's like I've had my eye on you for a couple months because of like this video and it was like him saving like the bus and it oh. was like okay cool so the Marvel world is just like living in the background there's normal days for these guys and i love that and it makes it so much more intriguing to see um and so i think like one of the things is like i would love to see 
what good days are and like if exactly. we're gonna have like a spider-man day like spider-man like swoops in lands like knocks the gun out of the guy's hand webs into the wall gets to class on time like swings right, home right, 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 right. brings like make sure he grabs all the grocery and brings it to me and it might be like mm-hmm. a boring episode but i'd love to see that like little slice of life of like a moment uh-huh. where it's like spider-man is just doing his best Yo. and it's like it's like we know that there are these days that are good um you know, but i was i was gonna say because i know you also had a uh topic that you wanted to talk about of uh titans and yes. i was gonna say i think titans like as a show they do a little bit of that and it works really well it does okay i mm, one of my favorite things about the show titans is the way they use music with some of their like montage scenes is wonderful my absolute all-time favorite scene from that show is the titans going to titan tower for the first time and yes. the music yes. playing yes. on in the background two? and then coming in yeah absolutely season two and they're like just coming in and they're yep. enjoying a home these people who've been through so goddamn much are just chilling around yep. they're like yo i guess we can like be fine for a little while here Hoo-wee. and like that is just absolutely amazing absolutely wonderful it's heartwarming it brings the team together and i think that's that's uh, that's something that like showcases that helps highlight uh these things a lot more is it you don't understand how bad things are unless you've seen the good right like if your life is just always hard always miserable you don't understand what good is and what you're fighting for as much. You start to lose that. And that's how you get like people like mm-hmm. Batman, right? Like who's just always kind of like always been in the muck and always in the dark. Like you get very jaded characters. They're like, ah, it's fine. The world is always dark um, to an extent, you know? And like, I, 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 I'm glad that like we get to see some of that in Titans, like the happiness and the yeah. brightness and, just the what they're fighting for they're fighting for a normal life they're fighting for a time to be cool and chill and just kids for the most part i was gonna say like one thing that uh i don't know if if you heard about this but uh dc actually just put out a web comic uh yes i like a web a web i will have you read it no but land shark is baby Okay. okay no 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 so that's that's marvel that's marvel I don't put a web. I talk about like the Bat Family. Yes, yeah, the Bat Family. That is one of my favorite things I've ever seen. Because do you? I I don't know how much you looked into it. Um, I have only seen like the, the 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 cover photo. Okay, it's slice of life Batman. It is yes. it is a free web comic of Slice of Life Batman. It's webtoon. It's completely free, and it's essentially if, like the if first. They do not have a scene where it's just like I'm Batman and I'm making eggs. Okay, I'll be so sad. No, oh no, they they don't, they don't. But I will say this, and this is like not to steal, steal back like the the spotlight, but I gotta say this: they finally made bacon. Damien a person of color. Every comic I've ever seen Damian Wayne in, he has been colored white. Damian Wayne is half white, half Middle Eastern, because Talia al Ghul is Middle Eastern. Let's go. And they finally did it. And it's amazing. It's made me so happy because I like I was like, I'm gonna flip through this real quick. And I flipped through, and it's like the first because it's three chapters came out. Mm -hmm. So like the first chapter is like Duke Thomas, uh uh the signal 
moving oh, into yeah. to the mansion for the first time. Nice, nice. And it's like essentially like Bruce is like, go be with Damien. And Damien's like, I don't want you here, but like you live <laughs> here now, I guess. And I guess we're brothers. And like he shows him around the mansion is like trying to freak him out at things. And like Bruce is like, don't worry. Like I know moving is hard, but like we're here for you and we're your family. And it's like this like really soft moment of just like Bruce Wayne. And you're like, absolutely. Yes. This is what I imagine Bruce Wayne would be like outside of the bat suit. And then like the next chapter is like all of them coming back from a mission. And like, let me just throw the representations like on point because they have like spoilers. So Cassie Cage uh kane um uh or cassandra kane i said cassie cage which is a they got my boy timmy t timmy Dree. they got they got timmy t Dree. uh if you don't know that that's our name for tim drake uh and then they have jason todd and it's like the whole the whole second chapter is literally and you're gonna get kicked out of this they have they they reveal what the tradition of the bat family is after a big night of like crime solving they come home and alfred like made them a big meal essentially Yo. yeah like Hi. he makes them a big feast. feast and uh yeah they have like a big bat feast but they're all still like in their suits and everything they've just like taken off their masks and their helmets and everything and so they're just like eating and then uh duke like grabs a cookie and it's uh it's like the last cookie and that's like Alfred's like award-winning recipe cookies. And they're Yo. like, they all start like brawling over the cookie and it lands in <laughs> Bruce's hands. And he's like, hmm, okay. Impromptu training exercise. And like, he like gets the cookie knocked out of his hand and it lands in like on Alfred's cup. And Alfred's like, you all are ridiculous. And starts eating the cookie. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, just like, it makes the bat family a real family. And I love it. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, but I, I'm sorry. We were talking about Titans. Like, no, literally that, that is, that's it. That is the kind of thing that I would absolutely love to see. Right. And Titans yeah. is a very dark and gritty show. And I think that's why I really appreciate the, the slice of life moments more. That is absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. Something that I love. And also Tim Drake is amazing. And I love him yeah. so much. I love I've him. I've only seen Tim Drake's my favorite Robin. I've I've said that for years. Tim Drake is the best Robin. In this latest uh, episode, he gets a. I've I've seen parts of it, and he is so badass in this so far. Yeah, he is. His okay. detective skills are on point. Yeah, on point. Yeah, yeah. He walks up to the freaking. He walks into Wayne Manor, right, and he's like, "Yo, I know that Dick Grayson is Nightwing and was Robin." I know Bruce Wayne is Batman. Oh, doing that? <laughs> that's awesome. But like one cool thing about Tim is that like that, that you just said, like that's straight from the comics. Like he straight up Yo. as a kid walked up to Batman and was like, you're Bruce Wayne. Your old Robin was uh, Dick Grayson. I'm your new Robin. And he was like, what? No, I just like he... Jason just um, what? And like literally that's how Tim became a Robin was he was like, Hell I'm yeah. your new Robin. And it was like, look at me. Okay. Look at me. I am your Robin now. Yeah. Like, legitimately, he's like, yeah, I'm Robin. Like, what are you going <laughs> to yeah. do about it? And it was like, all right, shit. Uh, I guess I can't kick you out. Damn. I guess you can't. I guess I can't let you leave. Like, I don't know how to do this. They definitely took some but, creative liberties with the Red Hood storyline. They've changed it up. I've heard little bits. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The story me, itself isn't like too changed. It's Batman's reaction okay. that like messed people up. 
Yeah, I I've seen that already. I've I've already right. gotten to that yeah. part. I didn't love that. Yeah, Batman going to kill the Joker. I feel like they're gonna come up with a hey, nah, Batman didn't actually end up killing the Joker. Maybe they were like, yeah, we had to do that. So like, I don't know. So nobody would like go after the Joker or something, possibly. But something, it's yeah. it's very interesting. It is very interesting. I think they mostly did it to like get Batman out of the show. That's the only way they can make the show not Batman and tighten yeah. make it titans as if batman isn't there yeah so okay because like i've watched a little bit into season three i need to like catch up uh what has been your favorite uh like or sorry who has been your favorite character in season three so far so tim drake has stolen the spotlight even though he's literally been in like maybe three or four scenes he for me has yeah. been absolutely wonderful and again like getting a poc like getting a, a getting a black character in there right like uh, is is wonderful is very cool is very neat i think um beast boy was one of my favorites in previous seasons but i haven't been liking him in there right like this this latest season mm -hmm. just because of like how he wants to save jason everybody else wants to like just merc jason at this point um and like i'm okay with whatever happens it's just that I, I think they, I, I, his character needs a little more fleshed out. And I also just wish he'd gotten more powers. I want him to like shapeshift more. That it makes it really hard to have as a live action show. And like Starfire, as always, again, having like a black woman in a freaking, she's so good. She's so good. So good. Um, I think. However, of all of this, I think if it's not Tim Drake, then my favorite character has got to be Barbara Gordon. I really like how badass she is um, in this show. Mm -hmm. She's been really cool, really neat, and we get to see some of her history as well. Uh, we get to see Oracle. We get to see the the computer Oracle. The computer oh, do we really? Oracle. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Uh, so that, that was but, very I'm gonna have to up. I might catch up tonight. Mm -hmm. It's, it's uh, very neat. I like it a lot um i watched the first few seasons i was starting to watch this one uh i just haven't stayed consistent with it right. but i'm going to catch up i've watched the first three episodes i think what i found is that like i enjoy it a lot because i don't have that much batman history uh so i don't mm. like I, i'm not as bogged down with like the necessarily like the changes and like the, the characters as they are and like that is a good thing in this case right like just specifically in that like i come in with a clean slate but I can absolutely see why like some of those big changes can be very detrimental to some of those characters, especially with like Jason Todd and looking at a character like that and how Whoa. like how the story of like like J how Jason was treated in general. Um, like in yeah. this show, he's only treated as the asshole Robin, and that's like his whole shtick. I mean, that is um, that is that Jason's is mostly what shtick, he is. That, that is that is mostly his thing, but like. But, like also, Red Hood is the character that like is like, "Hey, Batman, I'm showing you that you can, you can like, I'm, I'm gonna use a gun because you, you say kill. no killing. Yeah, you should, like, kill. you should kill it, right? Like, like, yeah. And in this show, they made it so that like, as Joker killed Jason Todd, Batman went and killed the Joker, and like, yeah. that kind of negates the whole thing. But they did give him a different arc to follow through, which has been very nice. Well, like, what I was gonna say though was like one thing with Jason, uh. They've had to write, like, six different arcs of how Jason came back to life. Because, like, mm. the original one was stupid. 
It was not the Lazarus <laughs> pit. That? That's not how he came back to life. How he, so essentially there's there's a character named Super uh, Superboy Prime who is from the Prime universe and it's Superman yep. who is like gone completely nuts. And essentially they like trapped him in between universes in like a void. Yeah. And it was uh-huh. like him, Lex Luthor, another version of Superman and Lois Lane. I think those were the four. And like okay. he goes crazy in there. He goes okay. absolutely batshit because like Lois Lane dies at a certain point in that like void. And he just starts like punching the walls of reality and it's fracturing everything in all the universes while he's doing because he's like he's the ultimate power of Superman. Like if you've ever seen like the Superman where he's like he's like has like the crushed green lantern ring under his foot. There's like the crushed right, cowl right, and everything. Right. He's like in this weird like armor. That's Superboy Prime. And like okay. essentially like he like fractured the way like reality in a in a way and it like brought random people back to life and jason todd happened to be one of those people <laughs> that's literally his origin that, like story. he punched reality all i can think of is that one meme of like i'm i'm gonna go outside and i'm gonna howl at the moon like i'm, I'm gonna go outside and i'm gonna punch reality punch reality like but yeah. like he just straight up like sort of like just punching the walls of this void and like finally like it just like shattered reality, and that's why like Jason and like other heroes came back. But like Jason was wow. just like, I'm an edge lord now. Like it's weird. And then they were like, We have a full pit that can just bring people back to life in the DC universe. Like, why don't we just use that? And then just say it drove him crazy because he was actually fully dead. It's good though. That's good to like it's good to hear that they're going in the right direction because like I did like the show. Um, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I wish Beast Boy had more of his like fun charming personality but that is also again like i i appreciate contrast in a character like showing that like the last few seasons they were very upbeat very excited but now they're not that just shows me that like hey look you know you don't always gotta be one thing you can be multifaceted wow what a concept what a concept (laughs) i I very much think like the show itself like has gone through a lot and like gone through a lot of changes and i think like the show doom patrol like helped out a lot and like change trajectory of things and i i'm excited to see what they're gonna bring because like this season is very like scarecrow heavy right scarecrow and and, oh absolutely uh, main character yeah main that's i mean i like i I feel like is scarecrow because like i have a i have a theory about like what the whole like secret is Uh i think either scarecrow feared toxin batman into killing somebody else who he thought was the joker okay and like they painted up to be the Joker, so it like looked like he just straight up murdered the Joker, or mm-hmm. it's something along like he feared toxin the city, so they thought like their hero is gone now. Like uh, I can see that being the way they get out of it. I don't. I can see think... that, but because like, in the sense of like that's the way they get out of like yeah, I definitely the Joker, see it you know? being that like it could definitely be that first one where he was like I think it could be like Batman being like hey you got fear toxined. Uh, or like batman got fear toxin and he thought like his biggest fear came true which is like he killed the joker but then like how does everybody else think that he killed the joker so that might that second one might be the case but like that's i don't think like so especially what i was gonna say was like that's the current plan so it hasn't happened what what i was what i was gonna say though was like it could have been that like scarecrow like let's just say like scarecrow kills the joker fear toxins bruce and then is like Possibly, Bruce is like okay. my greatest fear is I got this kid killed and then he then I killed the Joker in response. 
Okay. And that's like how they get out of it. It's like it's not actually Bruce killed him. It's that like this that like he was fear toxin to be like tricked into thinking that he killed him. Cool. Gotcha. Something like that. No, that that'd be that'd be tight. That'd be tight. I I fucks with it. I fucks with it. Now I have a question for you. How do you feel? Um, yeah. And I know this has been like going on for a few days now, but how do you feel about switching gears here to TTRPGs uh, and the critical yeah. role IP conversation that's been happening? recently where uh, critical role um released their new copyright uh, statements um on like what what you can and can't do with their with their intellectual property what is considered their intellectual property and things like that and um that whole shtick that they, like that whole document that they uh released um so i haven't like sat down and read the whole document if i'm being honest uh it was pretty standard is the thing, right? Like it was pretty standard. I, I, it didn't seem like it was too rough. I know people. Look, I know people were freaking out that like, how do you want to do this is like now a thing for them. Uh-huh. But I don't think that they're going to use that in a malicious way. And if they do like, cause I think like one of the big things is, is like with a company like critical role and a company like who is that big. Right. I don't, think they're gonna use things like that in malicious ways and people are like well now they own the ip so if anybody says it they're instantly like screwed it's like i know because like why would you use that in a malicious way right i think especially with that like there and 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 there there's been a lot of wiggle room right like there's already been like people like tweeting at the crew like the critical role crew specifically matt mercer about like how do you want to do this and like using like some of the ideas that come out of critical role like the campaigns and things like that and like he's he's like yo as long as y'all credit us we good just like just throw our name out there right like just let people know that this is where you got it from not not specifically about like the how do you want to do this but like if you use like exandria stuff right or taldori stuff yeah. right just be like yo we got it from critical role we gucci and they they good yeah. that's that's mostly what he's been saying it's like just and i think that's that's the biggest thing is people are still under the impression that critical role is just a group of friends uh playing uh, playing board games uh playing uh role playing games together and that's fine yeah. they might still be they are still a group of friends playing ttrpgs together but they're also more than that they are a company a multi-million dollar company um and yeah. they have to do what they have to do to protect their work. There has been a very interesting thing also that happened right before this happened was the conversation about artists not wanting their work to be featured on streams without being like compensated or properly credited, that sort of thing. Where people yeah. have been stealing art from artists and using it. And this is these are not the same coin per se, but they are very they're very much in the same bag. Um, in that it is using it is using IP uh, in a way in a way that the owner of the IP does not want it to be used is the essence of it. Do not use it in a way that the person yeah. does not want to. And then just critical role is able to now enforce that legally. And I think the parasocialness of it is what uh, what people are not able to separate, and that's what pisses them off. And that's I think my biggest my biggest thing is like, am I pissed off about this about the change in ip no i am not but i've again the the biggest thing is because i understand that they have to protect themselves as a company and they have to do this as a company it's not the hey nah my homie matt mercer said i can't use his ideas no mo because like 
I, Matt's great. I don't know him. He he is a great DM, but I'm sure he needs to also protect his work as every person on the streaming sphere needs to do and and tries to do as well. And also, now that mm-hmm. I think about it, do you think that this could have by any chance been uh been spurred by uh the recent um the recent opal situation that had been going on uh where honestly probably yeah where, I where, probably where like i'm not gonna like, i'm not even gonna sugar it yeah yeah i yeah. think that might have like, like even I if mean, not like directly it could have at least like ex- expedited or like because something like this would have needed a while to come through right like to be done and written and things like that so it must have mm-hmm. like started before all of this happened but this definitely like spurred and added to it um, oh it definitely bit. added to it a lot because like mm-hmm. If you, I mean, if you look at that situation, like essentially, essentially, some random person said, "Hey, that's mine." Yeah, this gives them protection to be like, "You can't do that. You can't just screw us over and take our stuff." Mm-hmm. Um, right, right, right. And like, that's the thing is like with the like, with like the the IP stuff. I was just like, they have all the right to do that. Like, I don't love the fact that they did the, how do you want to do this? Because everybody says, how do you want to do this? I don't like, again, I, I don't, don't think, love that, I don't think it's going to be a stream I, thing. I think the, how do you want, I, I I think again, I think it's just that it's not been clarified enough. I think in that specific case, I think the, how do you want to well, do this thing? Yeah. It's probably going to end up being like a, this is the company slogan or something along those lines. You can't use, how do you yeah. want to do this as your company slogan? I get that. Like, that's absolutely fine. You can't like, it's the same thing is like a lot of people trying to copyright very simple words like i you know like pop stars do it all the time where they're like we'll sing one super yeah. popular song and try to like copyright a word from it or something like that and like I, that always like ends up failing but i don't think they're trying to do that you can't necessarily no. do that as easily uh, but yeah they they did popularize that like, like... The usage of that phrase a lot so like I personally think like my personal opinion of it is I think the reason they did a lot of it is because like fan merch exists and like people make right. knockoff right. versions of the things they sell and it's All like that is where that is going to be used of like hey you can't sell a shirt that says how do I want to do this with like critical role 2021 on it right, right you know right. because yeah. like you don't own that so like that's what I think they're going to use I don't think they're going to be like headhunting streams where it's like that dm just said how do you want to do this that's our words and with dmc our words it's like and if they do i'm gonna be real they're gonna shoot themselves in the foot because like one of the best things about this the, the world of the internet that we live in is that like we're not afraid to say things and not afraid to be like mm-hmm. hey this happened to me publicly and right. it's like I know if I'm streaming and I'm playing some D&D and I'm like, how do you want to do this? And I got a DMCA from Critical Role. I'd be like, I got DMCA'd by Critical Role for saying, how do you want to do this on a stream that was not related to them at all? We were playing Ghosts of Saltmarsh. Like, that's... I'm not supporting them anymore. Like at that point, it's like, I don't support I, them anymore. Like, and that's you know what thing, I mean? Like, like, yeah. And I, and I think that's the thing is like, people are overreacting because of like the way it was phrased. But the thing is they have to keep it uh, legally. They have to keep it written in ways like that. Like that's just the, the legal jargon and legal phrasing. Yeah. So they have to keep it as vague as that. But I think that people are, especially a lot of people who are not as used to, um, 
IP IPs and a lot of like the intellectual properties and how that interacts with with law and, and things like that is it is very scary. It is very rough, um, especially if you are a person who's like, I really like like fan art of these of these groups and I want to do more of them. I really like these characters and these ideas mm-hmm. and I want to keep adding, I want to show them my love and my support this way and that way. You still can. And in a lot of cases, it's not going to be affected. Odds are they've probably been using this to an extent, this policy already to an extent. They've just now put it to words. And now that we yeah. know about it, this is like how we are able to work through it. And they're able to like stop some of the things that are like, like you said, leeching away in some of their, like their, their, merch and that's like some of the stuff that they that they earned this is the money that they've earned and this is these are things that like they use to get their livelihoods and that's fine i get that um so yeah it's a it is very hard to get to that point to it's very hard to understand a lot of these things and i do not pretend that i understand everything that's going on there right i'm i'm far from an expert but it feels like it's not necessarily something to like be worried about if you are a cosplayer or somebody that like isn't necessarily getting monetary benefit from it and even if you are as long as you're not stealing or lifting characters and ideas um and phrases straight out of it like in a hey nah we critical role in yuguchi which is what most people ask i think I think the other thing I, I really quickly wanted to comment on was like the the whole like artist saying like we don't want our stuff on stream without monetary value, uh, or monetary compensation. Like, I 100% agree with that. There's right. a lot of absolutely, like as an artist myself and as like somebody who freelances and does commission and does all of that. Like, one of the big things in the in the world of like arts and making and in like you know crafting a lot of people will question like well why are your prices so high and it's like because i've had to spend 10 hours right. building something that i'm not right. going to use i yeah. i just like like if i'm 3d printing something for somebody and they're like you really have prices i'm like yeah I, I do but that's also because i designed it and that took six hours of my time I then yeah. put it through program after program after program to make sure that it would print perfect for you. I then took my own time to sit down and make sure it was perfect. And it's like, mm-hmm. I, to any artist out there who has had stuff stolen, I'm sorry. I'm genuinely sorry because that's like not cool. And it's, it really is. I, I hate, I hate that like we have to say that in this, in this day and age. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. it sucks to know that like there, there's people that just steal that type of stuff and there's people that will just, Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like they put it online. It's like, yeah, like unfortunately we live in a world where like putting stuff online is kind of important to, you know, gaining people to your business. Right. Right, right. So, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um Yeah. Also, now here's one thing that I'm looking forward to um as we start wrapping up with the mm-hmm. Spider Man two game, the Venom uh the Venom symbiote uh the showed up as a, the, the, we saw the symbol the spider-man symbol in black and white meaning there is yeah. most likely like spy, the venom symbiote is gonna uh gonna bond with one of the spider-men and i really want that i want to play as venom okay that was one of my favorite stuff oh, yeah. like, like playing as venom in the older video games was some of my favorite things and i really 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 want to yeah. see that happen again it's gonna be absolutely amazing the game seems to be so good so far and we haven't even seen that much of it 
as long as it's like more so story like, on the old one, I'd be fine. But they seem to be already yeah. improving on it. And I'd love to co-op the game too. If you could co-op the story, that's what I was saying. As Spider, like as Peter Parker and somebody playing Peter, as like Miles. Oh Miles. my god. Oh my god. I would so cry. like I had an, I had an idea of like a way that this would be really cool. If you wrote two storylines, like this would be like the first time this has been done. You write two storylines. One's a Miles storyline. One's a Peter storyline. And like you can co-op and do stuff like that. But it's like if you play through as Miles, you get the Miles storyline. And that's like intersecting with Peter's storyline. But you guys have two very distinct storylines yeah. where you're like interweaving with each other. And it's like, you know, like, oh, cool. Like I've got to sneak in here and like take out these bad guys. I'm like halfway through a mission uh out of the ceiling you see peter drop in and it's another player on the ceiling and like you can like turn on your mic and be like what are you doing here like and you can like play into it or you'd be like hey what's up man like i've taken out like three yeah, waves yeah, up yeah. here like help me out or like you know yeah, things like that or like so if you're playing cool. with a buddy like so that'd be cool. awesome it's like the thing the double takedown but like i was just gonna throw this out there as like a last little thought because you'd said like what if we get like mile uh peter with the symbiote suit uh because peter's the yeah. only one Miles recently in the comics just got his first symbiote yeah. suit that didn't go well because uh, yeah. he got the Grendel suit from Carnage um, that oh. took over his body completely. Um, oh, no. and, uh he couldn't get out, and then Venom had to like I think it was Venom who ripped him out finally, but it was like it was bad. Like Holy Miles was wow. trapped uh, in a symbiote for a hot minute. Dang. Uh, yeah, I hope we don't get that. But you know, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's That'd gonna be, be dope though. If you got both, uh huh, uh huh. Tag yeah, team, baby. tag team. We have uh, Peter and Miles versus Venom and Carnage. Yo, it'd be scary. Mm, I don't think we'll get Carnage. I don't think we'll get Carnage. I doubt we're this soon. Be yeah, especially like with Venom this far in the story, just I mean, starting up. We are getting, probably. we are getting the Carnage movie though. Which is yes. coming out in a few weeks. Yes, it's about to so, be white. Who knows? All right, but uh, it has been an hour. It has yes. been over an hour. Well, thank you all, uh, everyone, for being here yeah, with us today. We really appreciate thank you for our first out. episode. Uh, yeah. Even with all the technical difficulties, we appreciate having you guys around. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll go first this time. Uh, if you forgot, I'm Mister Adup or Adam. That's M-R-A-D-D-U-P. You can find me anywhere online under those tags. Uh, but you can also find me here always uh, as one of the hosts. Um, also, I just want to say to everybody out there, be the best you that you can be. Uh, and I'm going to pass it to my main man, Moose. That's me. I am Moose. Or as known on the internet, your friendly neighborhood super goat. The super goat. In fact, uh, you can find me all around uh, that. Um, and you can find me right here hosting the show. And we loved being here with you all. Uh, and if you've listened this far, please, 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 please send us, uh, send us all your your hot takes or things you would like to hear our takes about over at nerdcheckpod at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Seriously. Uh, yeah. Hit us up with those hot takes because we want to we want to hear what you have to say. If you're like, you know what? Miles is a bad Spider-Man. He's not. But we'll have a conversation about it. Or if you're like Titans is a is a weird show, and I think they should just change it to this. Honestly, let us know. Seriously, hit us up with anything. We would love to hear it. Um, and uh, we will see you in the near future. Have a great day, and remember, you just got nerd check. Yeah, baby. <laughs>